Hi, I'm Pastor Brad Inman, and you're listening to the Orange United Methodist Sermon Podcast. We're a church in Chapel Hill, North Carolina, that wants to help you find your place in God's story. And we hope this sermon can guide you along that journey. Visit orangemethodist.org to find out more information about location, service times, upcoming events, and ways to give. We hope you enjoy. Hear now these words. In the days when the judges ruled, there was a famine in the land, and a certain man of Bethlehem and Judah went to live in the country of Moab, he and his wife and two sons. The name of the man was Elimelech, and the name of his wife, Naomi. And the names of his two sons were Malan and Kilion. They were Ephrathites from Bethlehem and Judah. They went into the country of Moab and remained there. But Elimelech, the husband of Naomi, died. And she was left with her two sons. These took Moabite wives. The name of the one was Orpah, and the name of the other, Ruth. When they had lived there about ten years, both Malan and Kilion also died, so that the woman was left without her two sons and her husband. Then she started to return with her daughters-in-law from the country of Moab, for she had heard in the country of Moab that the Lord had considered his people and given them food. So she set out from the place where she had been living, she and her two daughters-in-law. And they went on their way to go back to the land of Judah. But Naomi said to her two daughters-in-law, Go back, each of you, to your mother's house. May the Lord deal kindly with you, as you have dealt with the dead and with me. The Lord grant that you may find security, each of you, in the house of your husband. Then she kissed them, and they wept aloud. They said to her, No, we will return with you to your people. But Naomi said, Turn back, my daughters. Why will you go with me? Do I still have sons in my womb that they may become your husbands? Turn back, my daughters. Go your way, for I am too old to have a husband. Even if I thought there was hope for me, even if I should have a husband tonight and bear sons, would you then wait? Until they were grown? Would you then refrain from marrying? No, my daughters. It has been far more bitter for me than for you, because the hand of the Lord has turned against me. Then they wept aloud again. Orpah kissed her mother-in-law, but Ruth clung to her. So she said, See, your sister-in-law has gone back to her people and to her gods. Return after your sister-in-law. But Ruth said, Do not press me to leave you or to turn back from following you. For where you go, I will go. Where you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people and your God, my God. Where you die, I will die. There I will be buried. May the Lord do thus and so to me and more as well, if even death parts me from you. When Naomi saw that she was determined to go with her, she said no more to her. So the two of them went on until they came to Bethlehem. When they came to Bethlehem, the whole town was stirred because of them. And the women said, Is this Naomi? She said to them, Call me no longer Naomi. 
call me Mara, for the Almighty has dealt bitterly with me. I went away full, but the Lord has brought me back empty. Why call me Naomi when the Lord has dealt harshly with me and the Almighty has brought calamity upon me? So Naomi returned together with Ruth the Moabite, her daughter-in-law, who came back with her from the country of Moab. They came to Bethlehem at the beginning of the barley harvest. This is the word of God for you, the people of God. Thanks be to God. God, indeed. Let us pray. Gracious God, your faithful servant, Mother Teresa, wisely reminded us that if we have no peace, it is because we have forgotten we belong to each other. If we have no peace, it is because we have forgotten we belong to each other. May we remember that we do indeed belong to one another, and may we know the peace that that truth brings. Amen. Good morning. I am Pastor Corey, and what a joy it is to gather both in person and online to worship God, to come together to praise the one who has claimed us, the one who has called us beloved, The one who by our very creation has told us, you are made in my image. You belong to me. You belong to me. You are part of my family, and here in this family, you are home. This morning, as Pastor Adam mentioned, we begin our new sermon series, looking at the book of Ruth, and we are going to be exploring this extraordinary story over the next four Sundays. There happen to be four chapters in Ruth, so we will cover a chapter each week. And the book of Ruth is a special book, I should know. Since arriving at Orange, I have somehow stumbled upon the privilege of preaching on this very chapter, Ruth 1. Three times, but each time I come to it, there is so much to be discovered. And today I want to think about, I want to reflect upon a theme in Ruth that pushes us, that pushes on the deepest part of our being, that fills us with the utmost joy and limits of thriving, and yet it can also cause us to experience the deepest pain of rejection and isolation. The book of Ruth, in many ways, is a story of belonging, of finding home, and a story of really longing to belong. It's a story primarily of two women, Ruth and Naomi, which the story alone, in many ways, longs to belong in a collection of stories dominated by the voices and actions of men. And it stands out for that reason, yet it belongs. Its voice matters. Its message matters. The struggle of belonging is a timeless message. And it speaks to us as much today as it did to the Israelites when they heard it. So Ruth and Naomi are two women who, beginning in verse 6, find themselves journeying between two lands, Moab and Bethlehem. They're asking themselves, where do I go now 
Where do I belong now? The story that Pastor Adam read that precedes this moment of dislocation for these women is not a happy one. One scholar said that the thread that follows the tragedy of this story is barrenness. There's a famine in the land, no food to be found. So the hunger drives them to leave their home, their place of belonging, and go to Moab, Naomi and her family. And where they do actually find some semblance of belonging, building a life, only after some point after arriving, Elimelech, Naomi's husband, he dies. And she's left in the care of her two sons and their Moabite wives, Orpah and Ruth. Yet again, after some period of time, another tragedy. Both of Naomi's sons, they too die. How, the text doesn't say, but with this loss, the souls of these women are left barren, empty. And as Naomi struggles with what she will do next after losing her husband and her two sons, she confesses that her own barrenness in her advanced age will not allow her to provide more sons for her two daughters-in-law, Orpah and Ruth. So three women, Orpah, Ruth, and Naomi, are connected in this moment in the story by nothing but the memory of their former lives. They have no blood connection, no tribal affiliation. At this point, it seems they belong nowhere and to no one. Lack of belonging, disconnection from one another, a failure to be claimed by a community, it can have devastating effects on us. A lack of belonging is known to lead to increased loneliness, depression, and anxiety in adults, even a shortened lifespan. And in children, a lack of belonging can have long-term effects on their social and emotional development, which can impact thriving in school and far beyond. This last year, of course, has really highlighted and intensified our awareness around belonging and even more so around the consequences of not having community, of not experiencing belonging. I know in my own life, due to COVID, this is the first time in over a year that my mom has been able to come down to Durham for any real period to visit. She's here this morning. And while we give thanks to God and the tech world for FaceTime, nothing compares to being together to being in one another's presence, to claiming, to embracing one another with our very being, being reminded, you are part of me. You belong to me. If for me, it's just easier to breathe when my mom's around. I feel known in an unspoken way. I just, I belong with her. She's claimed me and continues to claim me. So in many ways, without her presence this year, I felt uh, emotionally out of breath, short of breath. Because being detached from the ones we've attached ourselves to, it's disorienting, it's confusing, it's painful. Where do I go and who am I when I'm not with the ones who've given meaning to who I am? Where do I belong? 
So many questions so many of us ask. What is a birthday when there's no one to sing? What's Christmas when there's simply no one to give or receive? Not just presents, but presents. Love and affirmation, someone to see you, to remind you you matter, you belong. That sense of loss, that sense of disconnection, Ruth, Orpah, and Naomi, they're experiencing this feeling of where do I belong and where do I go when I no longer belong. Everything that oriented their belonging in the time of the judges is gone. Naomi's husband is gone. Ruth and Orpah's husbands are gone, and they've begun this journey to figure out where might we belong now. And we as readers, we don't even know where they are. They're in between two lands. Belonging has no root in this moment, no foundation for any of them. And as they struggle with this question, Naomi tries to answer it. She tells them in verse 8, go back home. You go back to Moab and figure out where you belong now. There is no place for you next to me. We don't belong to each other anymore. You don't belong to me. And as hard as it must have been to hear those words, even insisting initially that she stay, further rejection on top of the loss of her husband already. Orpah, one of her daughters-in-law, heeds her words. And weeping aloud as she departs, Orpah accepts that she doesn't belong here anymore. And we don't ever know how her story unfolds. You see, belonging, community helps us tell our story. I read in one commentary that in verse 20, Naomi lays out her personal theology. She tells Ruth that she believes the God of Israel has dealt bitterly with her, brought her back empty, dealt harshly with her, that the Almighty God has brought calamity upon her. She only sees the bitterness and tragedy of her life, so she rejects this grace, the first signs of redemption that Orpah and Ruth offer when they tell her, we'll stay. Orpah rejected, turns back. But Ruth, she cannot. This foreigner, this Moabite, promises to worship the God of Israel alongside Naomi. Ruth strangely becomes the one who reminds Naomi and will continue to remind Naomi of who the God of Israel actually is. Even after Orpah returns, Ruth stays and she tells Naomi, we still belong together. Not by blood, not by tribe, not by land. We belong to each other because I am choosing to link my life with yours. Where you go, I will go. Where you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people, and your God, my God, and where you die, I will die. There will I be buried. Ruth chooses to link her life to Naomi's, not because she has to. She doesn't. She can go back to Moab, but because she has decided they belong to one another. Why? The text actually doesn't tell us explicitly, but we might imply that perhaps it's this grief that tethers them 
to each other. Maybe it's the experiences they've had. But ultimately, I think the reason that Ruth chooses to stay, the reason Ruth chooses to go with Naomi is love. Relentless and unexplainable love. Love makes us sacrifice our own thriving for the sake of another's. Someone famous once said that. His name was Jesus. Jesus tells us that love makes us lay down our lives for one another. Love creates belonging when no other connection exists. And who we love and link our lives to reflects deeply what we believe to be true of the God we serve. And what we believe to be true about the God we serve reflects deeply in who we choose to love and link our lives to. Let me say that again. Who we love and link our lives to reflects deeply what we believe to be true of the God we serve. And what we believe to be true of the God we serves, serve reflects deeply in who we choose to link and love in our lives. It may seem easy to love and to link our lives with some people, our spouses, our children, our parents, but we know that even, even loving them isn't always easy. It can be challenging even when belonging seems inherent. So how much harder is finding and practicing belonging when our connection feels less inherent, less automated? When we profess to follow the one who has told us that our love for one another reflects our own love for Christ, our own belonging in Christ, then we recognize that we all belong to one another. Despite what separates us, what convinces us otherwise, just like Naomi and Ruth, Naomi tried to convince Ruth of everything that separated them. They're from different places, different religions, no longer affiliated or linked by the tie of marriage. Yet nothing no amount of distance or difference could convince Ruth that her love wasn't enough to create belonging between them. Nothing should convince us that our love for God and our love for one another isn't enough to create deep, true belonging among this family. This is a place of belonging, a place of helping people find their belonging, their place in God's story. We belong to God and we belong to one another. I recently had the pleasure of learning about the extraordinary story of a ministry in California called Homeboy Industries. It began in 1986 when Father Greg Boyle, or Father G, was appointed to be pastor of Dolores Mission Church, the poorest Catholic parish with the highest concentration of gang activity in Los Angeles. And in an effort to reach the community, the mission started a school for former gang members because they weren't allowed to go anywhere else. And when no one would employ them, they opened a bakery and gave them jobs. And this ministry miraculously grew to become, and still is, the largest gang intervention and reentry program in the country. But why? 
Why has this intervention and transformation worked when so many others haven't? Father G will gladly tell you. Kinship. It works because of the lived truth that we belong to each other. Father G says that at Homeboy Ministries, we seek to tell each person this truth. They are exactly what God had in mind when God made them. And then we watch from this privileged place as people inhabit this truth. Nothing is the same again. When we choose to link our lives to others because of love, our love for God and our love for the other, as Ruth chooses to do with Naomi, transformation happens. Belonging is found. We belong to each other. And one last thing, and then I'll wrap up. I had a conversation with a stranger this week, a stranger who isn't such a stranger anymore, but a family moved to this area this past year and looking for a church family posted a message conveying that in a community group on Facebook. One of you, one of you, not knowing this person or family personally, responded with an invitation to this church. And that family reached out to us, had a wonderful conversation with them, but it struck me deeply that without saying the words, by simply responding with an invitation, you told this family, we belong to each other because we belong to God. You said, come be a part of this family because no matter what our difference is, you already belong here. What a witness to helping one another find home, find belonging. Who belongs to us? Who do we belong to? How are we inviting one another into that belonging? Who are we choosing to link our lives to? And does that linking reflect the love of God in our hearts? Let's pray. Loving God, may we be found and may we find a place called home, a place where faith holds us and grace renews us, where forgiveness longs for us to be who you will us to be. May we find a place called home, where we are accepted as we are, where we are taken in and loved unconditionally. A place called home, where we belong, our souls fit, our questions are allowed, our anger is heard, our needs are recognized, our pain is held, our names are known. May this be that place, O oh God. This community, this group of travelers and doubters and companions on the way. This home, where your place is our place, and place isn't a building, but a way of being together in relationship, held together by love. Loving God, homecoming God, may we make this a home to all who still yet seek a place of grace-filled sanctuary and gracious welcome and belonging. So be it. Amen.
Thanks for listening to this week's sermon. Please join us again next week. In the meantime, you can find us online at orangemethodist.org.